Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. But you know how I feel Is a new dawn Is a new day Is a new life For me And I'm feeling Fly out in the sun, you know what I mean. Butterflies are having fun, you know what I mean. Sleepy teeth when the day is done, but you know what I mean. This old world is a new world in a bold world for me. that is out there that is serious 
about starting their business and see if you're in the fashion or creative industries and you're serious about your business, serious about doing business well, serious about producing six figures and more from the sales of your products and services, if you are serious about being in business, then you need to be at BK um, Style Con. And so that's for conference. But you need to be there and you need to get to know Bonnie Sandy. If you're in business any kind of way, you need to get to know Bonnie Sandy. I think almost every human being walking this earth needs to get to know Bonnie Sandy. She's just wonderful. So enough of my talk. Let's meet Bonnie Sandy. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Thanks very much for uh, making this special edition possible. All right. Well, we need to get the word out about BK Style Conference, and I know you stay so busy that you're so busy doing and so busy helping, sometimes you don't get a chance to ask for the help that you need. So this is good news. This is great news, and I wanted to know how I could best support you, so I said, let's just use the radio. So, Bonnie, first, everyone out there wants to know, who is Bonnie Sandy? Tell us who's the person, and then let us know your claim to fame. Uh, Bonnie Sandy is a, a mom. I am a creative artist, um, a fashion designer by profession, um, with a tech, strong tech background. And most of all, I am a creative advocate. I believe that the ability to provide for oneself is a right. It should not merely be a privilege. It is also a stewardship and a calling. And so a few years ago, I answered my calling to help others uh, realize their dreams and to profit from their creativity. On another note, um, that same calling has also led me closely uh, within the New York area to study technology on a deeper level. Uh, My tech background goes back 30 years as at about the same time I started fashion, I also started tech, actually officially trained in tech before fashion, but I'm deeply into the fashion. And when resources are low, what I found was that technology enables us to do things that would cost three, four, five times. And in communities that are burdened with socioeconomic problems, it's a gift. So um, just to backtrack a little bit, where are you from, Bonnie? I'm originally from the Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago. Trinidad, specifically. Okay. I'm I'm the daughter, actually, which is funny, of a a dressmaker and a computer programmer. So I was literally born (laughs) (laughs) the intersection of fashion and technology. Okay. So now we understand why. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> okay, so um, so now BK, just, you know, what does BK stand for? BK is a short um, nickname that Brooklyn has given itself. Okay. BK, you will hear Brooklyn has become a brand on its own. And mm-hmm. BK style in terms of, 
uh, anything related to food, clothing, the arts, entertainment is glo- has gone global. Um, mm-hmm. You will find the label BK. Actually, it's now official. They have a made in BK um, official label. Strangely enough, when you ask people what is BK style, what is BK, most people don't understand the essence of what makes Brooklyn unique is that in this small borough, you can find someone from back home, whether mm-hmm. back home is down south, California, Antarctica, Alaska, Asia. Brooklyn is the bridge to the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. not in that metropolitan, um, big city sort of way. It's the, it's made up of these tiny villages and clusters so that you will go somewhere and sit at somebody's grandma's two-foot table and have baklava as easily as you eat pilau. And any New Yorker who walks into a place will tell you that's not how that tastes. You know, we've become experts on each other's <laughs> culture. <laughs> It really is a unique space. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, so now BK style code. That is, now that's your business. Well, w- one of the challenges I had. Um, what I do is I study fashion, and I started working with incubating designers and design labels. And one of the challenges, particularly in fashion, is that defining when you take someone who's an artist, at the heart, Brooklyn is made up of independents, people who are stubborn and don't want to work the nine-to-five, who start their own business. When you are working with a group of independents, it can become very costly because everybody is repeating the same thing. Because style code in fashion came about as a means of simplifying the shapes because every designer that came to me had a different sizing, a different, totally different layout, everything, and it was difficult to build consumer trust because the, they weren't sure if something would fit. Mm-hmm. And we started towards working on that problem, codifying the figure, whether you're an agent or an X based on the letter shape of your body. And as we were doing that, I realized I was directly one-on-one. Everything that comes across in the seminars and workshops I do comes across because of one-on-one experience. (coughs) I have hacked. I have done little mini-projects and pre-starters so that I don't just say this is what you do. I've taken the theory, tested it, and found best practices. And what we discovered that it was not everyone was doing marketing. They were doing fashion weeks. In fact, when we I run BrooklynFashionWeek.com, and a couple of years back when we did it, every designer got seen by a buyer, but the buyers came back and said the designers could not deliver. And as we I started questioning um, from the different fashion weeks they were participating in and the different shows. A fashion show and a fashion week had at least cost about $8,000. Yet mm-hmm. these designers were not selling a dime. They were literally mm-hmm. just creating collections to get press so that somebody would buy from them because they got press, so that they were putting out 10 to 
to sell $1,000 worth of goods, which just did not make sense. So, um, you know, I started thinking, we've got to change this. And we started BK Style Code working to get the designers I was working with to design for different body types. And as we did that and realized how much challenges we were having in them even understanding the difference between your design and your product, because a master design, something that goes down the runway, can be merchandised for different markets. But mm-hmm. no one had taught them this. No one sells. When we see Fashion Week the next week, the 30, Fashion Week is finishing this week. Next week is Market Week. And all the designers are sending their stuff out to be bought by buyers. Buyers don't really attend Fashion Week. But that's the myth that has been propagated. And there are lots mm-hmm. of promoters who do these fashion shows with friends or people who come in. No one, and if you ever look at these shows, very few people in these shows are dressed in local designers. Mm-hmm. They're coming to the show all decked out and everything else, not even supporting the designers and buying their clothing. So fashion has become entertainment. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, Beacon Stalker came about as a response. I started spending so much time on the phone and chats, answering questions, redirecting misconceptions, that I said, you know what? I've got to get everybody on the same page. But there was also another challenge. Just I follow fashion tech closely. And while I've had some concepts, I've done, done the hacks, won a prize at the Guild Fashion Hack about a year or so ago, you know, I realized that the fashion tech companies weren't meeting the needs of the designers or the consumers. Okay. And now, Bonnie, um, right before we move on to the second one, because um, we want to move on to the, the fashion hack and it's the second um problem that you found before we move on can we just just take a break and tell us about um bk style conference when is the conference where is the conference and how can people register Mm -hmm. uh if you go to bkstyleco.com on the very first page you will see buttons that will point you to the full schedule when you click on the schedules the you can buy the tickets directly on the page yeah, of right. each program. It's right there. It's very easy, very convenient. It's mobile enabled. Um, the conference runs from Sunday the 14th. September the 14th? September the 14th to September the 21st. And it's okay. unique. It's because we had such a broad base of consumers, we ended up thinking how best to serve them all. So the first day is for everyone. It's about how you as an artist, you as a business person, can use technology and digital and the digital media as a tool, as a platform. And so we have four seminars. It's a full-day conference, including breakfast, and we do a full, this is not my mother's dress shopping, which I walk you through all the tools that I myself use. We have a woman who is coming, Joanne Black, who has had over 12 to 15 years teaching her skill to show the designers. Because remember, the goal, ultimate goal is to get people's bottom line raised. So mm-hmm. some people are very great at explaining or very master skills. And mm-hmm. so 
teaching is important, training the next generation. So she will walk them through how to create their workshops, classes, back-end material, everything, and how to profit from teaching. This Mm -hmm. is in preparation for both steps. And then after that, we go to video and telepresence. And we have been blessed to have a, a voice television and acting coach who have worked with us in the past years, and he will show us how to best light our own living rooms and, and mm-hmm. use backdrop and everything for Skype and video, et cetera. Okay. And so, so that's the first day. Then we have, uh, we have a beautiful program that afternoon. One of the top black um, lingerie designers is now branching out and doing motivational speaking. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, her presenting and doing a mini fashion show that Sunday night. Okay. During the week, uh, as the, during the evening, I'll do the evening session first, a lot of artists and creators have a day job. Mm-hmm. And so the challenge was how do you do a conference if, because they never had time to attend. Mm-hmm. So we decided to do a series every afternoon that week to choose four or five things out of what was needed, and so on Monday we're bringing in Shapeways and 3D Heights, so we're bringing in instructionals on how to do 3D printing, how to design, how to go about printing, whether it's on Shapeways or whether it's um, 3D Heights is a, it's an actual physical 3D printing store in Brooklyn, in New York, okay. it's in Ireland, but mm-hmm. they're coming. And the second day, meet the buyers. Now, you do Fashion Week to meet buyers, but they never turn up because buyers, for the most part, are in their boutiques. But on that Tuesday, one of my other, and all these seminars are taught by colleagues who are experts in their field, the best. Mm-hmm. And Atimaton is bringing a couple of designers, uh, buyers, to meet with designers to show them the process, to walk them through it, and to get them ready for the future. Mm-hmm. Um so we'll also be doing with the marketplace how to approach an online marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next day we'll be, I'll, that's, and it's my birthday, the next day the 17th, but I'm actually going to be doing a seminar on pricing. Properly mm-hmm. pricing your goods, mm-hmm. positioning your goods for profit. Yes. And we follow that on the Thursday with a seminar geared towards the urban tech, the urban fashion Mm-hmm. with a young man who I've worked with who has had a steady 20 to 30% increase in his sales using mainly social media and who mm-hmm. has over 15 years in branding. Mm-hmm. So we have two presenters that afternoon. It's Brooklyn Tea Party. It's aimed at anybody who's in the T-shirt business. He will speak about branding and professionalism. And mm-hmm. uh, my apprentice will be speaking on creating your own Blanks, which are the silhouettes people print on, how to properly fit them. Because right now, I would say about 90% of the black T-shirt market is made on products from either American Apparel or one of those other mass marketing companies, mm-hmm. which is not competitive. Okay. Yes, that's true. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we have a, a, a pop-up shop this Friday night, but the real gem of this is for those who are serious, those who are not working, those who will make the sacrifice 
During the week, we have a five-day intensive. Both myself and another extremely good instructor with a fashion tech background, Lauren PZ, laurenpz.com, we're going to take and lead designers to a five-day intensive that will go from concept, what we call cradle to cradle, from your concept straight to your consumers and then re and then back. When they say cradle to cradle, once you have a line out, you get feedback from your customers, you, and then you build on top of that. So we're taking mm-hmm. during that week anybody who wants to start a fashion line, and we're also considering the three levels, which is the local independent mm-hmm. and cottage, which does about 300, the custom who do one to 20 pieces, the cottage who do about 300 to probably 3,000, the traditional markets who usually currently manufacture abroad. And we're going to have them go through the process, but looking at the business and the technology behind each step so that they will consciously think how do you increase productivity, how do you cut costs, how do you make for better product at this phase of this particular cycle. And the goal of that is that at the end of this, there is now so much money being given out in fashion tech, so much opportunities in fashion tech that we can now have them go into the fashion tech arena confidently and pitch Mm -hmm. for that funding. So you don't have to sew. You have to be able to run a company because Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to sew to run a company, but you do have to know quality control and things like that. So this is for someone, if you're in tech and want to run a a fashion tech company, and in the... um, the information that we have on our, if you go to facebook.com slash Brooklyn Fashion Week, we have an album on the conference. And in one of these other stats, in January, globally, over $400 million was given out VC funding for fashion tech companies. Mm. And that is not slowing out. That's just in January alone of this year. Wow. And... uh, yeah. So, it's, it's so everyone. Yeah. So now, now, hopefully, everyone will understand why I say you must attend. That is BK Style Con, C O N, BK Style Con 2014. And you can you go to BK Style Code, C O D E dot com. Go there to register now. It runs September 14th to the 21st, 2014, and it's held in Brooklyn. Is there a number people can call if they have additional questions? Yes, uh, 606. 736-2984, they can leave a message. The site also has contact um, forms to submit. They can also, uh, we have a special 30% discount on for about four or five, a uh, couple of the events, 30% off till midnight Tuesday the 9th, which is tomorrow. We're not fully there. It depends on your time zone. Uh, till Tuesday the night and midnight, we have a 30% discount. We also will have an after post because we've surprisingly, 
we get a lot of inquiries from outside of New York. And I worked mm-hmm. with artists one-on-one. So many of them are saying, can we get live feeds, etc." I am not going to promise live feeds this year, simply because it's mm-hmm. the first year of the conference and we're running on a lean model, which means we're, we're raising the money and everything and doing it as, as very affordable. Now, if you have ever attended a conference, it's a $1,000 ticket. Our tickets for the evenings are around $40. Uh, the week is $400, plus we're giving the discount because we really want people to come. The course covers the um, course of hosting it. We have not reached out to sponsors this year because we're, I'm about independence, meaning that everything we tell you is what we truly 100% believe. It is not swayed in any way because we have sponsorship, etc. Especially mm-hmm. in the root portion of this because we want to till the soil. We want to lay the foundation for future development. We want to educate so people understand what is a business model, what is the difference between a rental and a subscription-based business model in fashion, and what is um, haptics, what is telepresence. We want to make sure that people get to understand so when they're in the room, they're capable of speaking intelligently because they know the information. But being able to communicate the information is vital to getting funding. Mm-hmm. You, can par- you can find a partner if you can speak the language. Mm-hmm. And it's imperative that we give those tools this time. The first people into any field, the first get 80% of the market. If we keep not competing, we will ch- be as usual just getting on top of everybody's success. So we need companies that are innovating, starting new things, and the first in right now. Yes. Well, um, that is so. So, Bonnie, if you could just go on and tell us, you were starting to tell us about the the second issue and the second problem. Which would be the, just refresh me. Uh, I think you were, I think you were, um, Talking about the tech and fashion or maybe the lack of knowledge yeah. of okay. tech. Okay, all right. All right, because to me it's just a flow. And, and I guess when you speak about it, I just see it as one problem, simply because we're at a point when I started the fashion tech in 2009, we could gel, barely find people and everyone was now discovering it. I started um, going to seminars in 2006. And by 2009, I found others. And now it's mainstream. So fashion tech is, if you're not in the industry, if you came from technology and you hear the term fashion tech, it normally refers to data-driven analytics and and the retail. But when I speak of fashion tech, I I speak of the meeting point between fashion and tech. That is, any technology that can be used in the offices, the studios of a fashion company. That means any fashion-related technology-specific, like product line management, um, machines, the digital printers, etc. And then I'm also speaking 
about the e-commerce and the social. So fashion tech is not just marketing or PR. We, I actually can do an interview live as do I'm across the table from someone on my website. I have a good board that I can sit down and sketch, and they will see the sketch live. Okay? So mm-hmm. I can grab an image and, you know, take the colors and show the person what I'm speaking about, even if they're four to 5,000 miles away. You know, this is the color. This is their, you know. So it's mm-hmm. become such a wonderful field. Most of the tools, though, don't exist. The issue of fit, for example. So there's so much opportunity for someone who goes through the process and say, you know what, we need a solution that doesn't ships and delivers products. Because a lot of people who buy in the U.S. have problems getting their stuff to their countries, or if you're outside of the U.S., getting your stuff in. So courier services, um, shipping solutions, um, input-export solutions. From cradle, from the way you conceive and source your fabric to the way it's literally delivered and fitted on the customer, there's opportunity for business. Mm. And the, the, the thing about it, there are now incubators coming up with a push for local production. The SBA last week gave 50 grand to 50,000 for an accelerator. So let me, yeah. you know, you know that, that may not seem like a lot, but an accelerator helps people get their ideas to market in about 12 weeks and pitch to investors. So a lot of us are doing a crowdfunding, et cetera, but a surprise is not working, but it isn't working because you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. An accelerator helps shape you. An incubator helps shape your product and shape your business. An accelerator mm-hmm. takes that same idea, concept, and business and make it re- and makes it ready for investment, the infusion of capital. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or sustainability. Yes. And there are the pros and cons of should I go solo or should I take investment money or should I not and how do I... We do not speak about these things and we need to and I'm just not just speaking black, but I'm talking local communities. Mm-hmm. You need to be reporting. The average, okay, so the average dressmaker, if you're a solo entrepreneur, designer, artist, you should be making 50000 a year. The poverty line in the U.S. is 28000 Most mm-hmm. artists make 16000 They live wow. below the poverty line. Mm-hmm. And that's because they're doing things wrongly, but they're not getting the advice because I know. So the thing is, if you're hearing this, if you're reading this, and there's someone who you know is really wanting to, to, to be an artist as a way of means of living, a fashion designer, sponsor them a workshop, sponsor them you know, give them the gift of, of the, the five-day seminar. It's an investment in themselves and in, in you and in your community in the long run. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, yes. Well, this is true, and so if you want to know why we held this special edition, this is the reason why, because it's, it's news that needs to get out. It needs to be known. Bonnie does so much, and she is consistently helping others. And 
She's part of the Urban Tech Fair, which every um, if you don't know, Master Grio Radios, that's one of our shows, a digital drummer, and she's part of that. And she's always assisting and helping that sometimes people, we need to come in and help her because she's so extremely knowledgeable. <laughs> this is really the tip of the iceberg. So this is our way of helping because it's news that needs to be known. It falls right here in our mantra about building wealth in communities and legacies. That's part of our mantra here on Master Grio Radio. So it falls within the mantra. So we want to make sure that those that are in the creative industry, those, um, and again, as she stated, you, we all know someone within the creative industries if, if we're not the ones ourselves. And then there are opportunities for us to um, to look at as collaboration. Someone may be a great designer or a great sewer. Maybe you have the business sense. and may, So why don't you all go down, come down to the conference and learn, understand the business as well as the technical, and then together you can work together. You know, we all need a team. So it's a great Jackie, team let me, let me project. Cut, it's mm-hmm. not only a team. Let me, let me cut in here. A lot of us want that funding. We want to get a million dollars. We want to reach those numbers. When you're going into funding, they don't look as the Y Combinator and some of these accelerators and these CCs are not just looking at your idea. What most people don't realize is your idea doesn't you have to be that developed. You know what they're going to look at? Your team. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, the reason a lot, we cry racism a lot. And it does exist, but it's also a lot of other things. We've got to, when I send anyone into a room, you have to be so prepped that they cannot say no to you. Mm-hmm. And part of that means you've got to go in as teams, meaning you have your batter, you have your hitter, you have a solid person in each component. One of the things is you need a business head. You need someone with a marketing background. You need someone with a tech background. And you need a creative, someone who knows clothing. Knows. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean they have to know to sew, but they can tell if the seam is straight or not. Yes. And you're on top of the lady. So if you have a group like that and you walk in, the chances of an investor is going to give you the money quicker than they would an individual person who walks in. Mm-hmm. And so and we've got to talk teamwork. Yes. So when if you're in any of those slots, um, you know, if I could, and the only reason why I just can't is because I care for a mother with Alzheimer's and I don't have anyone to cover. But if I did, especially since I'm in Philadelphia, <laughs> I'm a bus <laughs> ride away, <laughs> I would go. I would go, you know, I'd sacrifice, and I'd probably have to work while I'm there. <laughs> but uh, I had to go up there and say, hey, who could give me some work while I'm in New York, y'all, help a sister out. But I would go. I would be a part of it. I would, you know, pay that money, work while I'm up there in New York, because I know people, you have family, because um just the business aspect of it alone is just worth knowing and, and worth the knowledge. And um, many of us engage fashion in some form of another with doing business, whether I know as a marketer, 
I just would want to know because I have clients that are into fashion. You know, I'm yeah. focusing in on a brand and building, but it does help to know the industry so that you, you can help your client navigate better. And and any marketing is easier if you have a solid product. So mm-hmm. if you if you're a marketer and you can identify the when I'm doing marketing, the first thing I do is a product evaluation because having a bad product can bleed marketing efforts mm-hmm. severely. So it's it's the this particular program and Lawrence uh, Peasy. Uh, LaurenPC.com just came off preparing for coaches New York Fashion Week. So this is a gentleman who saw Sir Patty LaBelle and is preparing for and doing the technical design for coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. I have 30 years. I am a fit expert. And when I work with someone, you actually get every aspect of what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. One of my apprentices will be there. She'll be bringing blocks. I mean, I have to thank, and I'll take this opportunity to thank Joanne Black, Victor Nez, Omisha, uh, Sasha Peters at Coco. And Sasha is, if you remember, um, the best man, the stripper scene. She's the designer of those Oh, clothing. okay. All right. Okay. Um, uh, then there is uh, Tim Oton, there is Treaty Heights and, and, and the Shapeway, there is uh, Louis Narcisse from Veronica Designs and Tanae Wilkins, and then, you know, we have the pop-up shop and we have, on the Saturday we have a creativity workshop where we're recovering shoes and we're doing accessories. Saturday night I'm doing a rap party, which is a fundraiser because one of the things I want to do is get a space that designers can work from. Um, so the fundraising aspect will be sent out in a day or two. And finally, which I have not mentioned yet, on the 21st, I have a young 14-year-old who has been shadowing me for a couple of years, started as a school project, and she's going to host the youth fashion program for youth 8 to 18. And the reason is this. We want to bring them in, show them how to get an idea and take it to market. This week there's an article of a 12-year-old boy who in three years has raised $150,000 and has five employees. Mm. In today's market with haul videos, with, you know, with the opportunities, there are young girls on Facebook with haul videos who are making $600,000 a year. 600000 yeah. a year. And our it, young people are not there because either parents are afraid of the technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they, we still have that you must learn the, the education. And I'm not saying no. But those young girls' college bills are paid. Yes. Okay. They can go to college two sem- credits a semester and graduate with a degree, and they're well paid. So we've got to think in today's climate how we train our children to earn. Yes. And so on that final day, we'll be doing that. Well, 
Well, um, when there's an opportunity, either before, right after, if there's an opportunity this week, I would love um, maybe on um, Friday or Saturday to also interview the young person because I have, like, a group of young people (laughs) that um, I follow. (laughs) But they, you know, started at, I guess, at age around 13. But they're doing some phenomenal things across the country from activists to Spoken word artists, MCs. Um, we even have a show that we're working to launch, and I'm looking for young people. A radio show called Rise and Grind, not too young to empower. So mm. um, we're um, they're talking to the village. They're going to get together. They pick their topics, and they're going to talk to the village. They're going to let us know, and then. Exactly. Um, yeah, you know, we need to listen sometimes. Sometimes we just yeah. need to sit and listen. So, you know, I, t- I, you know, it's like the whole thing, if you had um, the whole world listening, what, what would you want us to know? So you talk to us and we'll just listen. And then it empowers them to be the next leaders. Yes. And we need to understand their culture, their atmosphere, and not take, mm-hmm. we're just taking things off the news assumption, you know, what we get things as a side, you know. But sometimes you just need to sit and listen. And sometimes, you you know, you think your child is crazy, but you'll notice that it's not just them, it's their whole, you know, yeah. there's a whole culture and generation. And so you need to understand it to help them navigate you know, with it, you know, through it with the values and principles that you hold dear, you know. But if you are ignorant to their culture and you start talking, you know, it's just like anyone else. If someone talks to you about something but they don't have a clue and they're trying to tell you what's wrong or even right with it, but you can understand that they don't have a clue just by what they're saying, automatically you start to dismiss what they're saying. So it's just important that we begin to listen to our young people because they get preached to a lot, but we need to listen and understand and hear their voice. And they're Uh also extremely intelligent. (laughs) I mean, I always learn a lot. (laughs) Yeah, we all learn. One of the reasons we're doing this is because creatives and culturally we learn in a different manner. Mm -hmm. But we all have the capacity to learn to run a business. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that I'm very, because the space is limited, and I'm pushing so people, but we need to understand investing in yeah. ourselves. I've been in this, I graduated 25 years ago from Fashion Institute. I created this conference because there's no existing conference for my niche. Mm-hmm. In New York City. And that says a lot. New York is the capital of fashion. Fashion, some of the, yeah. Yeah. You know, if we know Harlem Week, um, BAM, all of those things, my list of designers is a thousand. Yet, they're all struggling, many of them, because they don't want to take advice and they have never apprenticed or worked the industry. So we have a lot of issues because of lack of access. Mm-hmm. And so we need to nurture. Now, the strange thing about it is that the principles that are being taught, as I said, and that are being discussed, because it's more of an interactive, the same thing, adults need to be listened to. A lot of the stuff I learn is because I listen. And sometimes it's misconception. 
to correcting those misconceptions. We need to get working artists at a $50,000 level. And that means getting them to sell through various existing platforms. They want to do it all on their own, and that makes it difficult. Yeah. And so we need to create an ecosystem. We need people like you who do the marketing to understand the industry. We need lawyers. We need... Okay, the simple thing as the television host, we've been able to sell through video for the last four or five years. Mm -hmm. Home shopping network is not a thing that's in the distant future. Android TV, by the end of this year, will make it possible for designers to sell their clothing via video apps. Well, let me tell you this. I, um, oh, wow. I don't know if it was online. Oh, I, I think one of the daytime shows I saw about, it's about this woman, and they call her the home shopping network of the Internet. What she did, she got bored with certain things. So what she did, instead of just having your regular e-commerce store, when you come onto the store, there um, pops up a video of someone mm-hmm. wearing the thing. They, they talk about it. You get to understand the style of the product, who made it, and then and then they use um, this woman because she was already, I think already celebrity. She, you know, they use iconic people to talk about it, so you understand a designer, their point of view, how it's made, how you wear yeah. it, because you can't go since you can't go in a store and try it on. They try it on, tell you the best way to wear it, the style, all those questions you would have, and they have all of these videos for each item being sold. So yeah. that is already being created. and we, um, I, the, the, the code word for that is Connected TV, Social TV. In 2011, I spoke at the first TV Go Social um, about this new wave and particularly using um, video to sell local garments. The challenge we have had is the production, but it's been possible since about 2009 to do this. And we've been streaming video since 2006 on Mambo and Joomla. So wow. the, our roots in streaming, and at that time, we knew the bandwidth for upload and download, etc., wasn't right, but there, it wasn't just a case of turning on the camera. Our models had to learn to compensate for latency. And mm-hmm. here we okay, are talking great. about latency. You know, mm-hmm. so we had to we had to learn the language. We had to learn how to light a room without expensive equipment. Yes, and this is and, the information we want to pass on to others. Well, uh, again, uh, it's a conference worth being at, and whether you're in fashion and business, if you if you if innovation is necessary and creativity. And if you're serious about your business, you really want to do your best to get to the conference. Again, it's um, it's in New York. It's extremely affordable. It's in Brooklyn, and it runs September the 14th to the 21st. So people, you, you they can take individual courses or you can do the entire week, correct? Yes. 
we we have three different tracks. We have the Sunday, we have the day track, which is an entire week, and then mm-hmm. if that's not and that's four hundred, there's a thirty percent discount on now. And then if that's not within your time frame or your budget, we have the afternoon sessions, which run about thirty or forty dollars a session. So it's extreme, mm-hmm. and this is in Brooklyn. It's on the, in the Crown Heights area. We're going to be taking our seminars to our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we started in Crown Heights. Um, it's at the Stratosphere Studio, 227 Utica Avenue. Our ticket needs to be brought in advance. And we can also, once you go to www.bkstylecode.com, um, you can get your tickets there. And right. we're advising you, give a gift. If you're not there, it's it's a $40, a $30. Give someone a gift, especially the men who like to tinker and build. Give them the gift of a 3D class because yes. that's an opportunity that will feed them for the future. The T-shirt making class, Lewis is wonderful, and he's a great mentor, one of the best. He's worked on some of the major labels in his accounts in his professional life. So, you know, Tene fits excellently. Uh, Lawrence is great. Um, Tim has three stores, and she is bringing others. So they're both offline and online um, approaches, and these are all people from within our community. who are experts, the best at what they do. And they can can do this on a much bigger and wider level. But the choice is to work within their community. So so here's the thing. They need to be supported. And as you said, sometimes I've been doing this self-funded for the last 10 years. I've helped a lot of businesses advance and move from point A to point B. But it cannot succeed without the support of the community. And we're not yeah. asking for grants, etc. We're literally, because we want to keep it authentic. It's one of the best programs. We want to keep it authentic. I was approached a couple of years ago to take it. I would have got major funding, but I was specifically told that they would be going behind young white women. And mm-hmm. I stepped back. So doing this for my community also means needing the community to support it. It's a model that we want to be able to take to other local towns. We want to be able to stream live once a month so that you don't have to leave your home to take these workshops. So everyone, we're asking you to please, please support. Um, we're coming probably close on the end time. I don't want us to run out. Can you give that number one more time if they have questions? And they want if to you call. have questions, it's 646-736-2984. Leave a message if you're busy. Leave your contact information. The website is www.bkstylecode.com. My personal website is my name, bonniesandy.com, B-O-N-N-I-E-S-A-N-D-Y.com. If you want to read about me, my involvement with both fashion and tech, and to see a little more of my direction, etc. if you want that confidence, go check it out. You know, I, right. I, I'm well documented. So that, <laughs> <laughs> so that, because I understand people are, uh, not and and the truth about it, you spend that much at the bar tonight. 
Yes. That, well, that's the truth. That's the truth about it. So, you know, everyone, this week, we, you know, we have one more week, and as she stated, you can give it as a gift. If you're a person in business and you're listening and you have a client that may be in, in fashion or um, it could be given to an employee, if you're a business yep. professional, if, if if you're in sales, there there's so many different ways you can use and you can leverage it. But I, like I said, some, we all know somewhere along the line where people are in creative. And then she talked about, you know, young people and that that are like to tinker. And we just had a conversation on yesterday's um, digital drummer, Andrew mm-hmm. West, who does um, MB and Bitlow. He was mm-hmm. saying he was young. His parents had got this money, brought him a spanking new computer, and he took it all apart to see what was in it, and they freaked out. But, but that's, that's what, what boys to like encouraged. to do, yeah. And not just boys, girls. We need to be encouraging yes. our kids, not yes. running them from the computer, but literally buying those secondhand computers and gear, giving it to them to break apart. Yes. And so... Um, you know, so, but, you know, I mean, we all know someone like that. When he said that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my grandson did it. I mean, we all know someone. So there, you know, that's a way to help. That's a way to support. And it, we just had the Million Father March. It's been started mm-hmm. in um, August, but that's where the men walk the children to the first day of school, and they pledge to get involved with the education. And my friend, he's doing it. He, You know, his children are way grown. But he, you know, marched to the school, and, you know, everyone doesn't have a father in the home, but you can mentor someone. This is yeah. a great opportunity. Someone, you know, that's mentoring, someone you know in a community that does things, this is a great way to do it. You know, those that are near from Philadelphia, New York, Boston area, New York is just a bus ride away. You can if drop you know it, a yeah. young artist who loves to do graphics, do that Thursday class. Because the T-shirt industry is booming, and they can always start working. You know, it's still very various ways, and, and Lois will speak about it. But if you're an artist, getting mm-hmm. your product onto art. Now, here's the thing about each of the seminars. The ex- some of the experts are experts in the field. At the end of each seminar, I'll come on and give information as to the existing tools uh, that you can find, you know, so that it is it is definitely about the business. So you're actually learning about the actual aspect of that business, but then you're learning about the new technology, and you can start reading on that. Because in, in two, three years, this, they're expecting $1.2 trillion in e-commerce this year. Most of that will be made from November to December. All right. Well, um, that's great. That's some great information. You even gave me some ideas about um, some people who will make it, you know, turn on to it. So um, this is just really great. So everyone just participate. It's bkstylecode.com, and we're talking about the BK Style Conference about being a part of it, September 14th through the 21st. So register today. And this has been Bonnie Sandy. You heard it from the genius developer, the one and the only Bonnie Sandy, and you will hear her, 
You just go to Urban Tech Fair and you're here on so many various platforms and speaking on so many aspects, but she is certainly a woman in the know, and she's very strategic, very methodical, and she's about producing results. But she's serious about if you want to present yourself, you you need to have yourself in order, and she can get you in order. Amen to that. (laughs) (laughs) You know what it is? There was a moment when someone, and I'll give this story, I, uh, and Facebook and they, it's, it's wonderful. This woman met me via my speaking out on Facebook. And a lot of times when I speak out, some people get angry because I'm telling them they've got to work. And she approached me in the back end, and she started saying, I need your help, and we just started talking. And we would meet at 1 in the morning to 5 because she ran a business, she was a mother, so when everybody was asleep, we'd meet to 1 or 5. And at the time we met, she was getting offers to meet with buyers. But her production was only 50 pieces. And people were saying, I can get you and I can get you. And I said, wait a second. If you go into a buyer, you cannot fulfill the numbers. So let's work on your first year production. She grew that to 400 pieces. We created a plan. She did that, 400 pieces. Her quality was already up there. But what was amazing she was from St. Lucia. She discovered, whereas everybody was trying to get into, into New York, while we were doing the work, she discovered there were 600 visitors who passed in front of her house every year from around the world visiting the Sulphur um, Springs that were near her. She then changed her direction to focus on them. Mm-hmm created a training program that now she trains seven women who now run businesses out of their home, and she can call when she's overbooked. Mm. So she's now helping other women to learn to sew. They take that machine home, which was part of, you know, and they now have, you know, a, a means of supporting themselves and a family. Last December, there was a terrible storm that destroyed all the crops and she called me and thanked me in January and she said because of you I'm not worried her husband is a farmer the crops were lost but I'm mm-hmm. good I don't even have to take a loan and, mm-hmm. and I can tell you the moments like that it's it's the best drug yeah. <laughs> you know? and if we can repeat this in every tongue where the person you trained and turns around and train others we can help solve some of the problems we're having right now. And she's real. She's even recommended me to a person. And (laughs) I got a crazy workload, but, you know, sometimes people think I don't, I keep things in mind. I don't lose them. Because of my workload, it takes me time to fit things in. But yep. I add it in because I do know, understand right now for everyone, this is an ideal time. Matter of fact, I would probably ask her to have this in June between May and July next year mm-hmm. because you you have this and then by you're ready to start gearing up and have your inventory in September to be ready for the holiday season. 
Now I do a, I four years I've been doing this Christmas in July preparing playing the profit for the holiday season mm-hmm. because you know Jim got sick I wasn't able to do it because that's at the time I do my own thing mm-hmm. but it is really important so even having this now is ideal for you because this is all I see right now this is holiday season time so even though I do my marketing and all I started off in retail and I yeah. still do my marketing but. I always take advantage of this time of year. Now, I don't vend and sell a year-round like I used to, but no reason for me not to take my knowledgeable background and not make sure that I I earn my my holiday money every year this time of year. And that's specifically why we started it now, because I've done this before, and we're working with people who are already artists. You can... But you cannot get most artists to listen to you before July because they're doing the vending fairs. And mm-hmm. we don't have enough time for me to start talking about why that needs to stop. But <laughs> 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 we don't have enough time for that. But once September comes back, they're suddenly focused. And yeah. you can get them to say, okay, here's the plan. You're going to do X, Y, or Z, and your goal is this amount for the holidays, because if you do not make it by January 1st, you're not going to make it again until June. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. You know I mean, and, uh, each industry does have its own seasons, and, you know, yeah. that's true. Like, like for printers, everything for printers, you know, if you want your printing work in and you need your printing for the holiday, you better get to your printers by July, you know, because yeah. October is their December. Yeah. Because they're, you know, people that need to sell things, calendars and all of that, they're being delivered September and October. So, yeah. you know, so... You know, so each industry does have a season, and there are holidays throughout. And, and each, you have to meet their season. You have yes. to be cognizant and meet their season. Yeah. And you have to be cognizant of the seasons of the industries that impact yours. Like yes. I said, if you need printing or, like, say, if you want to do a calendar or are you doing something special like that or certain needs that you want to do for printing, you can throw up a large printing order late October, November, and think you're going to get it in a reasonable, in like a week or two. Because I tell everyone, download the Google Calendar app. And you are hearing, Jackie says, that October is when calendars are delivered. You've got to put them in by June. Write that in your calendar, even though you don't need that information now. Yes. But you need to know that's when your printers are busy. So when mm-hmm. if you're trying to call on them at certain times of the year, we normally turn around maybe one thing and just think about it. Any of those, I like, I've vended for years on the street. I'm in Philly, so we go to New York to get our stuff. That's our wholesale. <laughs> so, but me going to New York in October, me going to New York first week in December, two different animals. Yeah. And then not preparing yourself. When our first year of vending, I remember, you know, all year round we vended. We come first week in December, oh, my gosh, we sold out. We used to be able, we would go once a week, buy mm-hmm. up, and 
be good for in a week or two sometimes. Come December, we were making three trips to New York a week. The problem with that was, look, our travel costs. Look how much we spent more on travel. We're eating into our profit because we did not plan properly for for inventory. So these are all things that... That's a business opportunity for a New Yorker who can mm-hmm. stop the market and then deliver to others. They should not have to be making that trip. Yes. And and your vendors, you don't just, I mean, and, and not just in Philly, in New York. You got vendors, um, Malcolm X Park, um, Mm-hmm. They still got a couple of them up on 125th Street. It's not nearly the same, but they moved everybody over to Malcolm X Park. But there are vending areas in New York, around New York, where people come. They You go to the waterfront. You have the mm-hmm. the, the garment district. You have the um, the leather district, the Lancy Street. There are all kind of areas and all type of things that people come to New York for. And I'm- when you're talking about Philadelphia, it's you can go round trip to Philadelphia for twenty bucks or less. People don't, you know. There is one of the things is that, as I say to people, where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. If you're not focused on where you want to be, you're not going to reach there. And so, for the the designers, the business people, let's start with the simple thing: is how much money do you want to make a year? Because mm-hmm. I have a, a, a seminar. And I'll send that you can post. This. It's a uh, graphic that I call reality check. On the left is the price of items, and across the top is the monthly amount. And there are some people selling jewelry and selling it something for twenty. When you're vending, the item is twenty to forty dollars. Well, in order to, if you're selling a twenty dollar item and you're living in New York, so you're looking to make about ten thousand a month. Okay, so you have mm-hmm. something to put aside, something to live in, something to buy, roughly ten to twelve thousand, and you're selling a twenty dollar item. That immediately says you've got to sell six thousand of that item mm-hmm. to meet your numbers. And most mm-hmm. people are not doing that because they're not cognizant of that number. They do not set goals. And it's just, it's just so important all the way around when it comes to yep. number, knowing your price points, knowing, you know, where is your break, you know, what number do I really need to do to break even? And then okay. also knowing how to be competitive. That was our big issue. Vending um, here in Philadelphia, we were vending on 52nd Street. And what happened, and we just fell into it. Now, I've always sold something. Uh, I think I was telling somebody um, yeah, just on a phone conversation today. One time my mom came home. I was seven years old. I had set up a flea market on a porch. My only problem was it was an enclosed porch, but I was ready to sell stuff. So <laughs> that's always been my nature. But um, what happened, how we actually got into the vending was my uh, oldest stepson, he's always getting into something. he got a good eye, but he can't stay still. Well, he is not even from Philadelphia. They're from a small little town called York, Pennsylvania. But, you know, he had family in Philadelphia, so he was always coming to Philly for family. Somehow this boy, now he can sell a cow milk, no lie. <laughs> in spaces, you know, 
those vendors be there for years. It's hard to get a space. There's only so many, and you got a big city. That boy talked his way into a space in front of a, a, a major sneaker store. I don't know how he did it. And he so what he and he would go to New York all the time. So he was going to New York, starting to buy first. You know he was buying nice clothes and wearing it back. And everybody like, oh, will you get that? Get that? You got good style. Then he got these t-shirts. And back then, this is early '90s. So he, that's when mm-hmm. they started with the black t-shirts. And in white, they would put a rap saying. You know, mm-hmm. and, you know, nobody's doing like, wow. So he come from New York. You know, New York's the spot. It's still the spot now. You know, New York said everything. So he come on 52nd Street with these shirts like, oh, man. And they was just selling out. But he was bored after three weeks. <laughs> so my husband was like, what? You got a prom spot? So my husband's an area manager. Schedule's a little way more flexible. I worked the nine to five. But, um, it's just his job to check on different things. So hey, we we were going in filling for him, and then he first didn't want to tell us where he got everything, so it made it hard. We had to figure it all out. But what happened was he get the shirts. Every, it was new. We were selling the T-shirts then for $15, and that was a lot for 1990, 1991. That was a lot for a T-shirt. And then finally eventually people figured out where we were getting them from and so somebody else found out and then what they did they sold their shirt for twelve dollars then a few more people found out then they sold it for ten dollars after that point it was no longer worth us getting them because what they did where we could have all been making money where we could have came together and agreed look I'm going to get this style, you get this style, and then so-and-so can get that style. So while we all were saying the same shirt, you didn't have the same thing, but everybody could get business because people would want the different ones. Mm-hmm. And we and then we could have set the market price. But instead, they dropped it so low, we stopped selling them and just found something new to deal with because we lost the profitability. But that's just a whole lack of business knowledge. Them shirts was costing $7. Why are you going to pay $10 to make $3 a shirt and you got to travel to New York to get it? Well, that is exactly what this is about because they don't understand they also have costs. And so they're yeah. not covering their costs. And so that is a, the, the basic, but there's also not understanding market. We have the same thing on Miami. There is a street strip where people set up to sell. And all of a sudden, someone brought them handbags and they were all selling them. Now everybody on the strip is selling the same handbags. Handbags. Yeah, it's like, oh, I mean, I literally came up with a business idea and concept because of my experience vending. I was also sharing that today. Um, with another colleague and all, but the whole thing was just that, you know, because I'm an idea person, and I was like, well, man, if I could take some of my ideas, I know good people in business that just don't have good business ideas. They don't know what to choose to go in business, but they're hustlers, and they want to be entrepreneurs. They just don't know how to best do it. And a person like you is perfect for a tech startup because you create a platform that allow others. There is a cycle, I think, modus operandi, that it does something similar. 
They mm-hmm. find handbags that, and then allow and accessories and allow people, other people to sell them. So there are business models. That's an affiliate business model. Mm-hmm. Okay? So you can do that. And the technology is not that difficult, you know, to find someone yes. to make a minimal viable um, product, you know, to market that you can then use to get traction and build whatever is necessary. Yes. And the program during the week is exactly that. It takes you through a concept from I have this idea and what next to show you, okay, let's lay out the idea, you know, yes. fill this, this questionnaire out. And so we end up with a, what I call a logistical business plan, an operational strategy, a, a business strategy, and a financial strategy from which you can then have someone or yourself sit down and pull out an official business plan. Yeah. And everyone, I just want to, yeah, I just like to share with everyone, it is so worth it. And a lot of things we were sharing because we did the trial and error. But if we knew these things up front, believe me, we would use them, leverage them, and went running even further. It it, 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 it works. Mm-hmm. It yeah, it works, and it's things like it said. You know, these are things that I learned and realized after encountering things. But if there was someone to tell me these things up front, you know, instead of having to do and learn and do and learn, I would have mm-hmm. loved it if there was a place. You, I mean, I felt when I went to money, school, yeah. maybe back in the '80s, I felt the lack of that. I didn't have the college guidance, so I didn't know. But the way people describe marketing. Even though I mm-hmm. thought it was something I wanted to be in, they didn't describe it. They didn't make it seem like it was viable because people yeah. lack so much knowledge. They lacked a lot of knowledge. Even college people, you know, they didn't really know how do you apply marketing in the business world and or as entrepreneurship at that time, they really weren't teaching in school. And that's really was always my focus and all. But I didn't have the yeah. person there to tell me that's what it was. So these are just things we need to learn and understand, and when you have it now, believe, take advantage of it because it, when I was coming up, they throw a manual at you, and the manual, manuals were the worst written things. <laughs> I was yeah. lucky I had a programming background in high school because I learned how to figure things out on my own. But when, you know, I have to make myself use tutorials because I became in such a habit. So when you have these opportunities to get real-world experience as well as the book knowledge, like it's great going to college, getting certain knowledge, but if that professor doesn't have real-world experience when it comes to business and technology, especially at the rate at which technology moves now, by the time you get out of school, what you learn could be archaic. So it's important to take these professional development, that's what it's called, because it's always ongoing. That was my argument yesterday. Um, We were discussing with Trinidad about the government and the tendency of NGOs to ask for five years' experience and certification. But by the time you're certified with something, it's old. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. it means it has been established for at least 10 years. So it is not the move to invest money in for development. 
It's and not. I mean, certification, that was a model back in the 80s and right. some part of the 90s, but it's so not relevant today because, like you stated, um, Andrew West stated this is, is a good thought, you know. He said right now he feels that we are in a renaissance, a technology renaissance, like what happened with the Harlem Renaissance, with the writer's renaissance that the, um, they had in the 1400s, where people yeah. came together, collaborated around this once, and they just were creating, creating, creating. That's it's where we're on it's now. It's, not, it's, we're, it's equivalent to the... The, his point of view is, is often echoed by a lot of people. It's called the call it the, the technology revolution as the industrial yes. revolution. They're now mm-hmm. calling it the creative industrial revolution that's powered yes. by tech because um, it is the creative industry. Anything <clears throat> that you can memorize, template, and repeat will become redundant. That's including terms of contracts, so the lawyers, your accountants, anything that can be mechanized will not be valuable in a few years. But the ability mm-hmm. to think and create will. Yes. And so we need to teach our kids, and you and I discussed this once, games of strategy. We need to get them playing those games, chess, and you said the other one, the card game, and we need to get them to think and create yeah, so that you just, can be competitive. Like some people don't understand the lore of um, poker. Yeah. And the lore of poker is the strategy. The lore of pinochle, and, you know, space has some strategy in it too. It's not as much. But the lore of those games really is the strategy. And yeah. the interaction is the strategy of how do I trump my partner one way or another. Yep. And it takes math, you know. And it's honestly yeah. basic math because you got 52 cards in a regular deck, 48 in the pink knuckles is a double deck, then you got 96. But you need to be able to do the math. That's what they say, count the cards. You know, since people got, you know, these clock things, you don't need a clock to count these cards. But you do need to understand there are so many cards out there, and hey, I, we did this in high school, you know, permutation and combinations. I had it again in college. But, mm-hmm. you know, I started in high school. This is where these things where you say you don't use them. Yes, this is where probability comes in. This is where these things, you know, young people don't understand. These are where these things come in because it's all about calculating, even in chess. Yeah. You yeah. have so many pieces. There's so many kings, so many queens, so many knights, and there are so many moves that can be made. Yes, and but to be able to see the board and to make calculate that next move is what will put our kids ahead. Yes, and that is why math is. You know, I'm I'm it. I'm a math geek. (laughs) <laughs> but math is important. So everybody it may is. not love it like I do, but everybody does it, and you shouldn't be afraid of it because you do it. And, you know, what, I think one of my real lessons in that, that everybody really does do math and in a basic way, my grandson was, you know, bored one day, and he was, like, under four years old. Mm-hmm. So he said, can I help you all? 
you know, because he was bored. He, nobody else was around to play with except for us, and we were making dinner. I said, yeah, well, you can set the table. I'll teach you how to set the table. You have to put a knife down, a fork down. So when he went back to do it the next time, what he did, and he did this all the time. He even did it at three. Now I started to remember. But what he would do on Steffi, on so-and-so, and each one needed a fork. He'd go around the table and gave every one, one, one. <laughs> and then he then he gave next, next, next. Do you need a knife? Need a napkin? He counted. He set that table. And we sat up there and watched this boy count his way to setting up a table when you know, if you were to say, can you count, technically no, because he ain't yet been to school, you know, yet, no formal yeah. school, but he knew how to count. Yeah. He knew how to count his numbers. Same thing with cars. Um, every opportunity is an opportunity to learn. And so for those who are I teaching, whether you're a teenager, your younger sisters, your your parents and your kids, we would walk because I didn't have a car. I'm not a person to drive, so I'd walk a lot, and I had my grandson with me. I raised him since birth. So, But we may come home from the market. He's really in the cars. And he would say, Miss Bonnie had a car just like that. He always had a right-making model. Mr. Yeah. Jim got a car just like that, and he would had a right-making model. And he would even say, this is at three years old. Miss so-and-so has a car like that, but her color is this. So I'm mm. like, my gosh. Now, I still am not good at cars, but what I did, I would take him behind a car. Since we were walking, we walk up to cars, and then I would show him the words of the make and model, the emblems we look at. I would show him. Within a year, he knew every car. He is still yeah. a fiend for cars. There are ways, and, and again, we're talking about counting, you know, colors, associations. These are things that... You know, gifts that we have, so don't be afraid of all that learning and things when they say technology because that hinders a lot. And a lot of our artists would be, you know, our artists can sometimes get in that space like, oh, that is just so much because it takes you in a whole nother space. You can be just as creative with math. It's just how you see it. So just as, you know, like music inspire visual artists to create. Music inspire rappers to rap. They're inspired by music. A lot of it, and and you're so like a lot of people are turned off by the word technology, Mm -hmm. you know. And so one of the things you do is you try to, you know, just what I found, and this may be interesting, because when I started dealing with a lot more foreign artists, I found that the fear is mainly with the American artist. Mm-hmm. The foreign artist, designer, needs the stuff from the U.S. Mm-hmm. The designer down the block from, from, from the fashion district can go get it any time, so they don't care. Mm-hmm. And that is key. So we've got to learn to think on a global scale because there's something somewhere that I can get easily if I just stretch my computer fingers. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it, we, I came up with this, and we started planning it a month ago, where most conferences are planned with six months, but it was daily necessary. If most artisans don't make that money, by January they won't survive economically, next year. 
And, and and you need to, you mean, just period, you need to, whatever sector you're in. If you don't do retail, this is the ideal partnership. Find someone mm-hmm. who does do, um, you know, fashion or creative. They, they got something that they make. And this could be a good partnership where, yeah. okay, you know, and, I mean, if some things could be as simple as, well, you know, I do marketing. I'm not getting into selling or whatnot. But if you have a blog, if you have a place where you have good traffic, people are going to want gifts. I don't care what your good information is or how much they're in business. They're buying gifts during the holiday season. So if you host on your blog the best gift or, you know, what are, what's this, this and that. This is information drives them there, and you have some gifts posted, and all you have to do is post it and you make money. There's just so that's many opportunities. And that's what we're about to do for the artists, because what we found is most of their sites make it difficult for people to share for them. So by creating a, an affiliate, a site that's affiliate-enabled, a database that someone who owns a blog and giving them the information on the artist, the product, the content, they can then create their own articles mm-hmm. and get a person. Now, all of that is the opportunities that exist. I mean, I can rattle off 10 or 20 opportunities in fashion that are needed. Yeah, and then opportunities, you know, to partner. You know, sometimes yeah. you don't always, you don't have to always do everything. Or that's just exactly like I, I am coming to you, Bonnie, because I actually have a client, and what we're doing, he needs to raise eleven thousand dollars to do a prototype for an engineering thing mm-hmm. that he's come up with, right? Well, I told, I really don't know people to invest in engineering, it, and it's at the point he still needs to build a prototype. So it's not at the place you really want to crowdfund because you, you know, you need to get the prototype built first to get the buy-ins. So I was like, well, eleven thousand dollars, we might have to do this chicken dinner style. Mm-hmm. And as he spoke, he's a clever guy, great sayings. He got a couple little books. I'm like, hey, you got some great saying. Let's put these on some T-shirts. <laughs> so, and we came up with this cr- incredible brand. So, yeah. and the thing about it, he has some connections like with Forever 21 because he worked on a project. He's a geek, but he worked on a project with some fashion people. So he got about three great lines that he can probably go in and get an order. One order from one of those, because Forever 21 is a single-owned shop. It's not different, different. there are a lot of stores, but it's, you know, single family that owns but it. The challenge, the challenge with this, and this is what most people don't understand, Forever 21 own, runs its own design firm. They mm-hmm. really don't buy, but that his very idea can be sold to a network using a, a print-on-demand so that he has no upfront cost. That, you know, yeah, that's definitely a great idea. And the other thing, too, I thought that because I started, I was telling people and even print hour, I said something's not right with this. Because the shirt, the online stuff, because I don't actually go to the stores, so I didn't know if mm-hmm. online was cheaper than in the stores. But I like these shirts are selling too too cheap. 
I was like, I know what, you know, quality shirts and all stuff. Mm-hmm. They're doing this inside. They're like, no, no, they're telling me. See, that's why I know. That's why you need to talk to Bonnie. See, she told me specifically what I needed to know. Is that, because I, I, and that's, you know, my instincts were right. Because I, I know retail. I will send you an article remind me. Forever 21 mm-hmm. is a fast fashion Korean company. Mm-hmm. It was started, the fast fashion industry that was led by the Korean movement is amazing. But mm-hmm. they have people back home who create these things in factory with a titty they turn around. Mm-hmm. So they have their own. What happened is that these people came, they were immigrants who migrated from Brazil and South America mm-hmm. and came to the U.S. and couldn't find jobs because they were immigrants. Koreans who spoke Spanish. Mm-hmm. Their kids went to college, learned the business, came out and created brands that would create all these great clothing within a week. And they mm-hmm. used their connections back home, the tailors, the, the, the embroiderer, etc., to fill those orders. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, you know, okay. yeah, because so, yeah, I even thought about that. I said it may have to be one of them where we sell the design, you know, I mean, for that, because it's just mm-hmm. T-shirts, where you sell a design, make your money off a of design, and they do all their own printing, and we keep going on about our business. Yes. I said you because. He doesn't want to start another business if you're doing a fundraiser. There is an mm-hmm. app, M-E-K-R. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's there's a lot of pre-printed stuff. Now, it's a little more expensive. But if you don't have money, that's the way to go. Now, if you have a little bit of money and you want to invest, you can buy a certain amount and then make sure you sell those. But there are pros and cons in that. And that actually Lewis started and can tell people a lot more about the different ways than I can. But it's all possible. And, and one yeah, of the things yeah. you let them go through mm-hmm. is how the the concept of building early investors and seed money. The mm-hmm. gentleman who did GoPro got ten or seventeen thousand for his mother, but he went to South Indonesia and picked up some shell belts on the beach. Went back to California and sold those for. Um, a couple hundred each, $60 each, he brought about 600 bells that he paid nothing for. That's where he got his seed money to, to work on the designs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, and that's what that five days takes them through. How do you get it? How do you even change your business model to accommodate you know, because a lot of them have this fixed idea. And when I Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.